a woman will always love to talk to a man. We always need someone to talk to. Because sometimes it is in talking that they get believed. If somebody said something bad to her, she does not even need the revenge to get her relief. She wants to speak it out. If you ignore that fact, then she will get a wrong person to talk to. I think Adam used to be too busy for the wife to talk to. So the wife had to go and talk to a snake. The wife had to talk to a snake because the husband is always too busy counting animals. been talking on what we call communication in marriage communication in marriage these are things we learn before we get into marriage you don't really learn them when you get into marriage already if you get into marriage your husband will be surprised that you don't know how to talk which means the things that ladies should have learned about communication should have been learned before marriage not in marriage or after marriage you know some people learn a lot of things after marriage if I had known what I knew now, I wouldn't have lost my first husband. We heard things like that before. If I had known the things I am knowing now, my first husband wouldn't have divorced me. That shall never be your story. So what they have learned is now after marriage learning. And not really things they learn before marriage. So the greatest time to actually learn things like this is before marriage. Because you need to be a good sister to the brother that is sitting close to you in church before you even think of being a good wife to a husband. Tell somebody, you need to be a good sister. Tell somebody, you can't be a good wife if being a good sister is too difficult. Why are you afraid of the person sitting close to you? (laughs) Say, person, you can't be a good wife, oh. If you cannot be a good sister to me, tell the person you can't be a good wife. If you can't be a good sister to me, and tell the other person you can't be a good husband. If you can't be a good brother to me, that's where Wahala comes from. Naturally, she's saucy. A person now kneel down and propose that she will automatically change. Am I proposing with ice water? You see, the problem is that why I'm so serious because the president has not proposed. The moment he proposes, things will change. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Okay, so let me preach from Bishop Dark's book today Ephesians 4, verse 15. I'm going to teach you some powerful things. I need you to pay attention. When we talk about communication in marriage, some people feel it's just speaking. Speaking, talking, talking. Have you heard somebody say, I just want to talk my heart? I, I, I have to. I, I don't like keeping things. I like, I like pouring out my heart. <laughs> Prof was saying that when you want to offload what is in your heart, be careful so you don't offload it and put it in another person's heart. This is how somebody is so angry and he pours it out from his heart. 
and dump it in another person's heart. So, communication will have to take us to this place of the scripture that says, but speaking the truth in love. Then somebody can speak the truth and it does not change anybody because the truth is not spoken in love. So the Bible says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Speaking the truth in love is our emphasis in this place. Imagine if you have somebody that has mouth order and it's true that he has a mouth order and it's a fact if you speak it out but so now how do you present it in such a way that it will be a blessing not a curse how do you present it now becomes if you are able to speak the truth in love Am I talking to somebody? There's how you present it very well. And the person becomes very, very excited. And is very, very blessed to have somebody like you in his life. See, sometimes when we are singing, I need you. Some people don't sing it to everybody. There are people that they say, I don't need you. You don't need me. Because... The people are not able to communicate with them well. So it takes somebody who is able to communicate in love to be able to communicate well. It takes speaking in love. Tell somebody, can you speak in love? So there is how to speak in love. And speaking in love really helps to correct. Anytime somebody speaks to you in love, it makes you see love. It makes you see more of love than the person's ego. Do you know there are people that want to correct you something and want to correct you in such a way that everybody should know that they are so knowledgeable. They now tell you, why are you always dressing like this? Why are you always dressing like this? Don't you know color combination? Ordinary color combination. Now why for Istanbulo people? Oh? The moment the person say things like that, you now say that though it is true, but the communication is not with love. So when it is not with love, it is not a blessing. The person can't get correction. Correction really comes when somebody is corrected in the parameter of love. Correction flows very well. People adjust and learn very, very fast when there is love. Can you imagine that in three years now, you have become a pastor? But there are other places that you have stayed like 15 years. You were not even this thing, a youth president. How could you learn so fast? It's because I put so much love on you. I make you so excited that you can accept the teaching very, very free. As in the teachings, you can accept it with so much eagerness. You understand? Yeah. So there is love and there is speaking through love and speaking in love. And it really helps so much. Especially in when it has to do with marriage. Is it as how the devil hates you so much? And whenever the pastor starts preaching and he knows that what the pastor is saying will help your life. He tells you stand up, run away, stand up, run away, stand up, run away, stand up, run away. Because the devil knows that it is bad speaking that makes your mother lose the marriage. Your auntie lost her marriage, bad speaking. Your uncle slapped the wife, broke the eye because of bad speaking. See, things like that. 
So, and the devil has a plan for your life. Maybe he has a plan for your left eye. And the word of God is coming that will change you. The devil will tell you, stand up, urinate. Stand up, go and urinate. Stand up, run away. Stand up, do this. Stand up. So when you find somebody running, or somebody wants to stand up and go while I'm talking, tell the person, don't you like your life? Do you understand? So now you now see that speaking in love really corrects somebody very quickly. Because you did not grow up with somebody. You may get married to somebody whose English is an abomination. He does not just speak English. He blows English. And when he blows English, about five people are paralyzed. Imagine somebody say, I want to spark my testimony. <laughs> and so you get married to the person. What you need to do now is that you need to start correcting with love. And the reason is because anytime you have to correct somebody, you need to hide under humility. You still remember final quests? If you don't hide under humility, you get proud while you're correcting. Correction. Anytime you want to correct somebody, there is always a protocol that works with you very fast. The protocol is called pride. If you're not careful, 90% of people that correct people in having pride. So before you know it, if you correct your husband one grammar, correct second one, correct the third one. When pride takes over you, the next level of correction will be humiliation. Maybe what you've corrected the person before and the person now speaks it again and make mistake again. And you now say, you said, I don't even know why you cannot learn small something. Small something that you should learn. You cannot learn. I don't, I don't know why you... You want to transfer this blockhead to my children. So, truth has to be spoken with love. It may be true, but how do you present it? My wife is very, very dirty. It may be true, but how do you present it? Some people push away somebody. They say, I'm not marrying this person again. This person is very, very dirty. And another person picks the person and talks to the person. And the person becomes very clean. Alright, so... Saying the truth with love is very, very necessary. Truth has to be spoken with love. Is it people say the when is doing well, he's preaching salvation and so on? It's not that I am preaching salvation more than some churches, it's just that they don't preach it with love. As they preach it like we have preached to you, you have failed to repent, you will die and go to hell. Though it's truth. That's how you talk to someone and say, Ah, man, if I will die, make I die, I beg. Is it your die? All right, so let me continue. Bishop Doug is really giving us some great things here. So he said here, husband and a wife must be best of friends. Share every success and disappointment and joy and their plans together. And so when somebody is your friend, you know that the person represents you. You will be able to learn how to correct the person. Not to put yourself on the glory side. But to make your team great. How I wish I can talk to somebody. Because if you are great, your wife is great, then that's to say that your team is great. So you are not correcting the person for the person, but you are correcting the person for you. That is for us. I'm correcting you for us. Do you understand? If I correct any of my pastors, I'm not trying to do the pastor a favor. I shouldn't think that I'm doing the pastor a favor. I should think that I'm doing us a favor. You get the correction with love makes our 
team greater. There are men who don't want their wife to have money. They don't want their wife to have money at all. But when you see very well that if your wife has money, it is making your team richer. You make it. There are men that are so insecure. They can't stand their wife being rich. They are so, so insecure. There are people that are great people that are not threatened by whatever thing you become. I don't care if my wife now have so much money more than me. It relieves me. Do you understand? Yeah, it relieves me. It makes me relief. I've trained her in such a way that even if she has one million naira as a salary every month, it doesn't make her swell more than how she is. I've taught her that. In fact, the more she has money, the more she has to hide under humility. Because it has a way of making somebody swell and feel big. So but there are people else that if they have a little money in their life, they buy pride with the money. And so what was supposed to be talking with out of love now becomes out of something else. You see somebody advise somebody and it's not really in the advice. It was not really communicating correction to the person, but it was a display of arrogance. Have you heard such advice before? There's a time my cousin, one of my cousins advised me. I stayed for a long time. I did not have admission. And my cousin advised me on how to have admission. And after the advice that he advised me to have admission, I was so angry. He said, what is really the problem? Why have you not had admission? Is this your admissionlessness uh, is my concern? What is really the problem? Can't you read and pass jump? And now looked at him and he now said, what is there? So what is there? Because it's really a problem. People will just come out from secondary school and just finish, get admission. And what's really the problem? Is it that you don't want to go to school because your father has reported to us that you don't want to? Is it that you are not interested in? So you now see that after the whole advice that the person has been able and successfully display his level of arrogance and his pride and his hugeness in whatever. And when you want to advise somebody at the end of the advice, the person gets angry. Instead of getting advised. I'm not talking about wrong people you can advise. So there are people that you want to advise. And they are like witchcraft people. Witchcraft people that if you can give a rapper to a witchcraft woman. To change her rapper. And we don't say that it was pride. You are using the rapper to mock her. Well, I'm not talking about those people. I mean there are times that communications are not communicated out of love. And the person feels insulted and humiliated. Instead of corrected and being amended. So it is something that we have to understand because each time we communicate, we have to also think. Before you advise somebody, advise yourself first and see if you can take the advice. So because since we were all molded and raised in different, different places, we all have our character. They are able that if they are eating, they wait the sound. When they are eating biscuit, after they eat and eat and eat, they put their hand here and cough and bring the whole biscuit outside and use their tongue and roll it. That is what makes them feel excited that they have really eaten biscuit. So when you now have to communicate, you have to communicate with love. Honey, I really like the way you eat biscuits. But 
And how to communicate with love is that you must be able to start with appreciation first. You must start with appreciation first. Honey, I really like the fact that you like using English always. But you blow most of the English. <laughs> you always blow. So, honey, let it be like this. If you are testifying, write it first. Let me see the testimony. When you write the testimony first, I will edit it before you blow it. <laughs> because let it not be that in the church, the trumpet is not blown. Your English is down blown. So, it's very, very important. So, when you now see things like that, you can be able to correct and the person will feel loved. Somebody told me, I love my wife so much. My wife has really sharpened my life. Can somebody even say that about you? So, there are many, many times, there are many, many characters. People were born in some rubbish, rubbish places. I've seen some brothers that they use fatting. If they are coming from Axel and they feel like polluting, let me use the word, they will go to their brother and pollute and pollute it to revenge, to pollute the brother polluted. And when they do that, they will just laugh. Two of them will laugh together. So when they now get married to people that, there are families that if somebody fasts, they call on a family meeting. Who did that? See the father said, who did that? Who did that in this family? Who did that? This is a godly family. You don't mess like that. Who did that? <laughs> and, and the person will now say, it's me, it's me. He said, you did that? Apologize to all of us. Apologize. I said, please, I'm sorry. I, I, I said, okay, don't worry. Do we forgive? They said, yes. They said, kneel down, let's pray for you. <laughs> and somebody from that family will now go to marry somebody from the other family. <laughs> and these are people that when they are excited, they are excited and they are doing like this. Brak, 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 and they, and they laugh and they laugh and jump. So for that to <laughs> go on, I don't know why you're laughing. Just <laughs> so what you now have to do is that you have to communicate it with love. But sometimes to communicate something with love is so hard. Though. The more you are soft, the more the person is saying, is it just, that, just, just basic like that? If to say you marry my younger sister. <laughs> in my secondary school days, I also lived with a boy. I was living in the teacher's quarters. The other teacher that was living, the children used to do messing competition. This guy don't mess. His trousers are always open. I don't know how it comes. Whether it comes like a bomb or something, it tears the trousers sometimes. <laughs> I mean, there was a time they were doing this, their competition. They said, Hey, you have done it for me. That's 5 2. That's 5 2. <laughs> and they let their playing ball. They said, That's 5 2. That's 5 2. 5 2. So this guy was now storing the stuff in order to make sure it is draw draw. When he now went to go and retaliate, he didn't know when other things started coming out. <laughs> So, what I'm saying is that somebody can actually live with this habit for 15 years. 15 years can become his childhood. His whole childhood. Now, coming to marry a husband is not a problem to him. He doesn't even think that there's going to be a problem. He's just feeling that 
he will miss and this other brother will miss and they will be counting scores and so on. Not knowing that this guy gets irritated. The two times he had done that openly in his house, he has apologized, they have prayed for him and so on and he does not do it again. If he wants to do it, he just takes permission, go outside to a place where nobody is, lock the door very well, do it and use shell talks and melt the smell and come out. So when you get married to this kind of boy, you now discover that you are in a different world. So that you don't destroy your marriage. These are not really things that are biblical or the pastor's message should really touch. If not, except for a final city. So these are not really something that you feel is after somebody missing and they now open to a certain bio portion and they say miss not one to another. You don't, you don't find that. Either. God knows how to direct your step. You can meet your kind of person. In such families, you now see that the landlord now gives you quick notice, not because you don't pay rent, but you miss too much. You have cracked my walls. My walls. He <laughs> said, I used to think that you are a child of God. The way you and your wife are missing in this house, I don't want to lose my house. So if God does not lead you to somebody that is like you, then you need to learn how to correct with love. He said, please, honey, you know I don't like it. You know I don't like it. When you are also correcting with love, you don't expect the person to start adjusting automatically. How can somebody adjust 15 years' life in 15 minutes? At least give the person one year, five months. One month for one year. One month for one year. One month for one year. Until his life is reshaped. Do you understand? And so that's it. Because there is how your wife does it, or maybe your husband does it again. And you are not saying, you are still messy, you are still messy. You say, forget, I am even changing. I'm even changing. If it was when I was still with my brother. This is just 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning, and I've just done 3. By that time, 8 o'clock in the morning, I've done about 6 or 8. <laughs> so please, there's need for communication with love. We can correct some things. It is a time for blending. It is in communication that you blend. You blend. You now tell the person, oh, I don't like you with this kind of clothes. The clothes are too short. The person starts changing and so on. So there's need for communication. All right. So number one, result of communication. Communication results in growth. Communication results in growth. Growth of trust, growth of love, growth of a lot of things. Whenever there is communication, people grow. People grow in trust. People grow in love. When communication is communicated. When people say out their mind, it helps other people to grow. Alright, you can find that in Ephesians 4 verse 15 again. But speaking truth in love may grow up into him. In all things, which is the head. So, Bishop Dark is telling us that communication helps in growth. It helps the marriage to grow well and grow healthily and all of that. Two, speaking brings relief and healing. Speaking brings relief and healing. When people are talking, there is actually no relationship that can survive without communication. None, including the one I have with Jesus. It cannot survive without communication. For God to have a good relationship with us, 
He has to write us a book. Has to write us a book. Do you know why God gave us a Bible? In case he doesn't talk to you for two months. You can consult the spoken word. The one he has already talked to you about. So, it helps. When you speak, it helps in healing the wounds and relief. There are people, especially women. I'm trying to learn that anywhere. Women have longer stories than men. And they love to tell their stories. And we guys, we are bored with long stories. We like to just summarize. We like watching highlights. We need news in brief. We need news in brief. A woman likes narrative essay. When a woman is your English teacher, you always hear write a narrative essay. And don't be surprised, she will read all. She will read all. But when a man is your teacher in English, you will always hear summarize the passage. I don't really like reading long stories. Do you get? But that is what makes a woman happy. Your ability to be patient until her story finishes. Your ability to be patient until it has finished. I have a daughter that if she holds me to tell me story. <laughs> if she holds me to tell me story. I'll say, Debo, you have said that one before. He said, yeah, daddy, but there's something I did not put well. I said, put it. So when we want to tell story, we will be changing posture. When we sit down for three hours, they will just walk around small. As the story continues, we just walk around. He said, they will let's go and be looking at the walk. And you always hear, eh, hey, daddy. That's always like the kick. Eh, hey, daddy. Eh, hey, daddy. Eh, hey, daddy. You must be careful enough and so on else. Because sometimes it is in talking that they get relief. They just get relieved through talking. And a woman will always love to talk to a man. Will always need someone to talk to. If you ignore that fact, then she will get a wrong person to talk to. I think Adam used to be too busy for the wife to talk to. So the wife had to go and talk to a snake. The wife had to talk to a snake because the husband is always too busy counting animals. Busy naming animals. He doesn't talk to a wife. A wife starts talking to the snake. And discussing with the snake. And the snake is always listening. The snake did not give more communication. It was just giving her tips. Does God really say that you should not eat any of these things? No, 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 no. <laughs> that was not all. We now started gisting and gisting and gisting and gisting. The more she talks, the more she gets relief. The more she talks, the more she gets healing. If somebody said something bad to her, she does not even need the revenge. To get her relief. She wants to speak it out. As she speaks it out. If you allow her not to finish it. Then her relief stops somewhere. So me I like the one that is on phone. When the person is speaking. I'll keep it close. And listen and listen till I sleep off. I say, Are you there? Yes, yes, yes I'm there. I'm there. Where did we stop? <laughs> because it's not easy. Is that easy? So communication always helps. You have to adjust yourself. Adjust, Pastor you adjust and adjust and adjust and adjust and adjust and adjust and adjust. 
He said, hey, did I tell you about my uncle, the one that he said, he said you did not. Sometimes, even though she has told you, said that, say it again, let me know if you have told me. Because she wants to say it again. Two, it brings relief, it brings healing. You can find that in Job chapter 32, verse 17 to 20. Job 32, 17 to 20. Thirdly, you need to learn how to speak life. So Bishop Dark is saying, choose to speak life. These are some important points in communications in marriage. Learn to or choose to speak life. The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Proverbs 18 verse 21. Learn to speak life. Speaking life is speaking the thing that you really love to survive around you. There are things you speak. If those things really come to pass, you will not love it to survive around you. It's like a man calling his wife, you stupid woman. If that which you are speaking really survives, that is, she becomes a stupid woman. Will you really love to live with a stupid woman or a foolish woman? Uh-huh. So, you were speaking dead, not life. Things that are dead are stinky. I remember when I was a little child, a wife that was beaten by the man was brought to us. And my parents were medical practitioners. So, they treated the lady and the husband and they settled their quarrel and they left and later on, my mother met the man and called the man, Anthony, how is your wife doing now? And the man said something that I will not forget. I've not been able to forget it for more than 20 years now. So the man said to my mother, That is to say, that stupid woman is healed or she is now okay. So my mama had to sit him down and start talking to him. If God really answers your prayer now by making her a stupid woman, will you be very happy to live with a stupid woman? Do you understand? Anytime a man calls a woman a stupid woman, he has just defined who he is. Because automatically he is the husband of a stupid woman. So he has just displayed his identity. Amen. Alright. May you never find somebody like that. May it not be heard hmm, that you saw somebody like that. Okay, so we were on number three. Speaking of life. What's that? That is choose to speak life. So, Bishop Dad said that how to speak life is, number one, speak good things. Number one, speak good things. Example, I love you. You are wonderful. You look sweet. Your food was good. You look charming. You look beautiful. You are just like the rainbow. <laughs> Even though we know it's not true. But speak it. Women are driven by what we speak. Women don't really forget the things you say. You can finish saying something and forget. Women don't forget. That's why they can remind you what you said. When I proposed to my wife, I forgot all the things I said. All the things I said. The moment they told me to stand up, I forgot all of them. But she won't be surprised that when she now have children and many children, she will teach the children. When your father proposed to me, these are the lines of things he said. 
and will remember them one after another. So, when you speak good things, then you are actually speaking life. Two, confessing positive things about your marriage. Confessing positive things about your marriage. Like, this marriage is a blessing. This marriage is God's marriage. It's God bringing us together. This marriage is not like the marriage of the people of the world. When you keep saying those things about your marriage, it helps. Not if you are not ready for this marriage, you go. Have you heard people say something like that before? If you are tired, you pack your load and go. If you are not speaking life, you are speaking dead. Three, express your love to each other. Verbally. As verbally is that, speak it out. Don't say, after all, you already know I love you. You already know. There's no point in me saying it. I really know. This thing I'm saying is preparation for marriage. So I'm not talking to you small girls and small boys. I'm not saying go to Axel and be professing your love. If I catch you, I'm saying that put this in your hearts and mold yourself to become a good husband in the future or a good wife. I'm not saying go and do marriage reazal with somebody in your faculty. The next one is speak the truth. We are still talking about communication. Speak the truth. It can be so annoying if after somebody got married to somebody, he now got to know a certain thing about the person. That the wife or the husband did not say. Can be so annoying. Hey. You now got married to somebody. After getting married a long time. You now discover that the person that you used to think was your wife's last born. Is actually your first child. Your wife's first child. Can it be so annoying? One of my classmates lost their marriage. Because didn't tell the husband that she had a baby. These things are things that a man would just gladly accept it and move on. But. Hiding, when you are hiding something, definitely there is something that makes you hide. And if you hide one person and if somebody gets to discover it, person will always feel that there are other things that you are hiding that she is yet to discover. Yeah, so there is no point. That's why men that live long are the men that don't hide their money. You see, the truth is that there's no point hiding and hiding and hiding. See, the woman will keep demanding and demanding and demanding. If you have money, just let her know how much you have. Unless you are not very lucky to marry the kind of wife that God has given to me. The people that the moment they see money, the moment their eyes see money, they now remind you of the Lister Jane that how people in the village are ridiculing the mother because their mother does not have a lady's bag. And until the money finishes, the demon in her does not rest. But if God blesses you with a woman from Refinance City, then there's no point. Just tell her, let her know. Your schedule, know your money, and so on. Because it will help you. There are times my wife will ask me for money. I say, ask God. That's the chief husband of all of us. I'm just a representative. Ask him, the real husband, the number one husband. The God pata pata of us. And me, say, I'm a bride. Pasimai, the gates. I'm giving you code now. Ask God. You're blessed. I said, ask God. Because if she knows the this thing and knows the balance in your accounts and so on, knows that you don't have money, and so on, and when the money gets down, I give it to her to hold all. This is 7,000. This is all. Though. Just hold it. Hold it. Hold it well low. So she will say, she need this. I said, remove it. She need this. Remove it. She need this. Remove it. When she now makes sure it, remove it. It has finished. Finish. It has finished. 
then let's pray. It helps. Secret life. You need so much muscle to be able to hide secret. So much muscles. Alright, so it's better you say the truth. Genesis 2 verse 25. Speak the truth. And be transparent to each other. Genesis 2 verse 25. Bishop is using Genesis 2 verse 25. That said, and they were both naked and they weren't ashamed. That is, apart from being naked, this thing, physically, that is, being able to tell people their secrets. That is, this is all that there is. You need somebody to show you his account balance and it is 35 naira. That's nakedness. Uh-huh. That's nakedness. So, but when you are married to your wife, how can you show her your nakedness of your body and you can't show her the nakedness of your phone or your nakedness of your accounts? Alright. The next one I want you to learn. Okay, still on speaking the truth. Bishop Dark is now splitting it to many, many parts. In speaking the truth though, he now talks about speaking the truth as being transparent one to another. That is one. Still in speaking the truth. Two is if we are allowed to think about these things, then we can say them. That is to say, in speaking the truth, if you are allowed to think about a certain things, then you can say them. What he's saying is that if we communicate about something, then we can be able to deliberate on it. There are men that want to do something, but they don't want to communicate it for the wife to put inputs in it. They want to do a certain things and they don't want to. <laughs> there are people that are scared of somebody revolting what they want to do. So because they are scared of somebody intruding into what they want to do, they don't want to discuss it. It is when they have actually done it. They say, you will not really accept it. I, I passed from that place to my village because of the meeting that they had in my village. I knew if I told you, you told me not to stay by all of that and all that. Me, I know how to make somebody to do what I want to do. I just deliberate it and talk about it and talk about the advantages, 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 advantages and now present it that I want to do it. If you now have two disadvantages, I have already given you 15 advantages. But most times you need to understand, like I have always told you, that women have a good discernment of spirit. It may look like the thing that you want to invest is very, very strong. Very, very authentic and so on. But you now present it. And you even have 105 positive reasons why you should invest in it. And your wife just said, I'm not comfortable with it. He said, why? He said, I don't know why, but I'm not comfortable. Charlie, go back and pray again, no? Because it may not work. Maybe the moment you invest, it crashes. Because women are like... You know, sometimes there are some animals that have the eyes to see demons. Like dogs. Yeah, women have a discernment of spirit to know things. Very many things. They just have a natural gift of discernment of spirit. It's not that they are spiritual more than us. It's just a gift. Do you understand? It's just a gift. Alright. Avoid these things. It's another part. I just roll on this and close. Avoid this thing. These are things that Bishop Dark said you should avoid in communication. One, shouting. Always make sure you don't always go to that extent, that extreme. Always learn not to shout on your wife. Shout. I'm not saying that you may not shout. Sometimes you will groomed in barracks 
loved in the barracks, taught in the barracks, raised in the barracks, Ibawa barracks. <laughs> so, so but you need to start working on your voice, work on your voice until you can be able to learn how to melt the shouting method. Because some people don't know how to communicate. Sometimes in trying to communicate, they shout. Shout. Learn not to shout. Learn not to insult. Avoid these things in communication. One, shouting. Or you can write things to avoid in communication. One, shouting. If two of you are shouting, the husband is shouting, the wife is shouting, you have now turned your house into a mad, a psychiatric hospital without a doctor. Insulting. There are people that are good insulters. There are people that if somebody insults you, you go and carry them to go and insult. Do you have such a sister in your life? Do you have such a sister? You don't have? Or you don't know if you have? There are people that if they insult somebody, they said, you are insulting me. That's let me go and bring my daughter to insult you. They bring the person and say, that's the person that insulted me. And they are insult. And they will start insulting and insulting and insulting. These are people that can see bad things in perfect people. Have you seen people like that? Who will look at you and say, look at you. Look at you. And they will look at your head that is perfect. That even after God created it, he said it was good. Though it's big, it was good. And they will start talking from head to down. When you get into marriage, you need to drop all of that. Because insult is very, very bad. Sometimes you can finish talking to a man and later on you tell him sorry. And he can't forget the words you said to him. Insults. And you need to learn how to respect a man. One of the ways to respect a man is you don't insult him. You are soft. And always remember that whenever you insult your husband, you are insulting your head. Insulting your head. I think I've taught you something on the crown. Something on the crown before. In expression. I've told husbands, you don't beat your wife. The reason why you don't beat your wife is that the Bible says wives are crowned. So if you see king, who removes his crown and beats the crown, the king is mad. If you see the king remove his crown, keep on the ground, and maybe any paraman ruler and be kicking it, the king is mentally ill. So if the Bible is saying that the wife is a crown to the husband, no matter how anybody respects you, the moment you marry, the respect steps up. Yeah, the respect steps up. So because you are not just a king, you are not married, you are a king. When you are married, you are a king with a crown. Do you understand? So it makes you different. When you are talking to somebody, it makes you different. When you are advising somebody, when somebody is looking at you and a lady is staring at you. Sometimes I have some ladies stare at me so much. And I use my left hand and say, hello, God bless you. So it speaks volume. I say, hello, how are you doing? Bless you. Sometimes, if doing like this will confuse the person, I just said, bless you. Say, hello. It makes the person to relax. So, insult is really, really bad. There are men that can take everything, but can't take your insults. Insult is reducing a man to trash with your words. 
So it's very, very bad. Don't marry anybody you cannot respect, please. No matter how desperate you are, no matter how it looks like your time has gone, don't marry anybody you cannot kneel down for. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't marry any man you can't kneel down for. You can't respect. I'm not saying that your wife must be kneeling down to you. I'm talking to your wife now. All the brothers now, close your ears. Yes. If you want to marry somebody, ask yourself, can I kneel down to this person? Can I tell this person, my Lord? So it's very, very important. Well, there are people that they were born in between men in their family. They, after their first brother, they born a sister. Another brother. So when you are born in between men, you talk to your brothers the way you like because you are born in between them. They are ones that you senior. They are ones that they are senioring you. So you just talk to them anyhow. So when you now get married to a husband, you now feel like he's born in between you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you start flowing with them like you're flowing with either the younger one or the one that is a little bit one year older than you. Myself, I had a sister. We grew up together. We used to fight together. Some people are like that. You grew up in between a brother. And you used to fight with your brother. No go agree, no go agree, and so on. Talking to each other and so on. Let's go to the stream. If he's not coming, I'm not coming. If he's not carrying this thing, I'm not carrying this thing and so on. But you have to start growing to a point that you start setting up your mind that you're not going to marry your brother. You're marrying a husband. And a husband is somebody who is your head. Who is your head? He does the thinking for you. Because the Bible has already said that your desire shall be that of your husband. He does your thinking for you. He does your everything. Reasoning is your coverage. Let me tell you, no matter how they respect you as a woman, the moment you get married, your respect is double. Do you understand? So when you are insulting the person... Who carries 90% of your respect. Then something is wrong with you. Another thing that Bishop Dark said we should avoid. Is arguing to win. In communication. Avoid arguing to win. There shouldn't be any need for arguing. Romans chapter 8 talked to us against arguing. It says everything should be done through whatever, whatever. Not through arguing and so on. Questioning and all of that. There are people that they argue. They can argue. They can argue and argue and argue. I said, my mother is more finer than your mother. He said, no, my mother is more finer than your mother. He said, no, 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 my mother. They argue, argue, rubbish and rubbish and rubbish. I'm not talking about jokes like, I'm taller than you. I always tell my wife, I'm taller than you. My wife will say that we are the same. She used to say that we are the same heights. I said, no, I'm taller than you. She would say, it's because I'm wearing shoes. I should remove my shoe. But I know if I remove my shoe, I'm still taller than her. But I don't want to remove my shoe because I don't want the joke to end. I want it to prolong a little bit. And so on. That's joke. But there are times that some people will argue and sleep and wake up with arguments. <laughs> so, Bishop said that we should try as much as we can not to argue to win. Don't always want to argue and win. There are people that can argue and argue and go and bring people and argue and argue and argue, snap picture and argue and argue and argue and argue until they now declare them winner. And they will now hold the husband. So a pastor will come in between. Do you know, sometimes when women come to me to discuss 
about the marriage they have in their wedding. They want me to call the husband and tell the husband to the face of the woman, you are wrong. So that the wife will now start feeling, hey, I said it, I said it. No, that's not how it is done. That's not how it is done. When you finish telling me how bad your husband is and I look at it and I know how bad it is, I can't tell your husband in front of you that he's wrong. He's a man. If I say that, your husband will not be close to me again. And if he's not close to me again, then your own is finished. If I want to tell him that he's wrong, it is not going to be in your presence. And don't always want to be around to frustrate a man. That is to make the man feel and know. I wanted him to know that he's wrong. I have to prove to him. I needed to show him that how wrong he is. Don't always go there. Don't always go there. Mellow down. So I needed him to know. You know, you have to bring up the point. You needed him to know. <laughs> when I discuss with husbands and wives, and sometimes this is how funny it is. A wife will come to me and tell me bad things about the husband. And tell me, so pastor, how, how do you see it? How do you see it? When I'm now advising the wife, I'll advise the wife on the things the wife has to do. If I sit down there and start condemning the husband in the front of the wife, the husband is not there to take the correction. So I am actually putting fuel in the marriage. If somebody comes and tells me, my husband, hmm, he does not even give me enough money. And the pastor, is it good? Pastor, is it good? Somebody will just leave a woman and without enough money. Is it good? And will expect me to say yes or no. So that when you now go to say, even if I say that what you are doing in our family is wrong. No, we don't do like that. He said, is it good? Is it good? He prefers his people. First, more than my people. Is it good, pastor? Is it good, pastor? Tell me. I know you are a man of God. You fear God. Is, is it good? I said, I fear God, not you. So let me talk to God about it. So the truth is that if things like that happen, what we do is that I will tell the woman, that you need to be patient. You need to be, I will just advise you based on the things. And later on, I will tell you, I would love to see your husband. When I'm talking to the husband, on the things the husband has to work on, it's not going to be in the presence of the wife. Yeah. But there are other people also that we are so close. Can say, it's not good. Do like this to your wife and do like this to the wife. You see, the thing is that there is one thing that can melt two iron together. Let me tell you something. Anybody can marry anybody in this life. If two things are involved. Humility and the fear of God. Finish. Anybody can marry. So when we are talking about the will of God in marriage. Sometimes the will of God in marriage is not persons. It is virtues. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It is not persons. It's not this person marrying this person that is the will of God. Because if any of them dies, they can still marry another person. It is virtue. That is ability to do the will of God between these two. So the truth is that the will of God is that a wife must be able to submit to the husband. That is it. So now, if you see that you cannot submit to this person, then it's not the will of God for you to marry the person. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the virtue is more of the will of God than person. Somebody saying, yeah, at the back. Your marriage is this year. <laughs> the way some people are running away from marriage, yeah? Over now. That's over at the back. Affirmation, okay. Pastor Heidi. Pastor Koro. I don't know, Pastor Koro hates the word marriage. 
he has problem with the word marriage. So if they say marriage, uh, he's always he's angry with the word. Maybe we should use another word. You'll be joined this year. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. If I tell you how I used to be hungry when I was not married, people treated me bad. <laughs> people treated me bad. There are deliverance that God will use somebody to deliver you. God has used my to deliver me. People. <laughs> Someone will tell you that she doesn't feel like cooking. He said, but, but I'm hungry, but I'm not, I don't feel like cooking. Doesn't feel like cooking. So now you hear that someone that has the turn to cook is not feeling fine. <laughs> Jesus. And the worst thing that happened to me was that I don't know how to cook. So if they tell you they are not cooking for you, you are on your own. And you see, when you are very popular, you can't even go and sit down in the restaurant and eat. So you are just there. You are at the mercy of the Lord. So when I'm telling some people to marry, it is very, very important. Okay, another thing that Bishop said that we should avoid in communication is, this will shock you. One of the things he said that we should avoid in communication is always bursting into tears. They are asking you something. You burst into tears. <laughs> if my mother was still alive. <laughs> As if the cry was going to bring back your mother to this thing. Always learn to have a mature communication with your spouse. Learn to have a mature communication. I'm not bursting into tears all the time. I mean, I hate it. Just calm down. Let's talk things over. It's just like that uh, missing something that we were talking about. Imagining you marrying somebody who was trained in Ajegule, his mess life and so on. He, he has about 15 years experience in messing and all of that. And all of a sudden, every small thing, he will pop back. Now start crying. <laughs> You're messing for me because I don't have a father. <laughs> so mature communication is actually when you are able to say your view. The person says his view and they iron things out. Stop crying because sometimes crying this tears something is to cover up something. Most of the time the lady cried to cover up something. He said, who were you calling for five hours at the backyard? Who were you calling? Say, are you trying to say? Are you trying to say? Are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> the person that said that is meet me after service. Let me pray for you. <laughs> you have an indaboy spirit. <laughs> Another thing you have to avoid is doing all the talking without listening to the other party. Another thing you have to avoid is doing all the talking by yourself. You don't listen to another person. Anytime the other person will want to talk, he say, hey, hey, darling, hey, darling, hey, darling. <laughs> All right. Okay. 
Another thing you have to also avoid in communication also is always keeping quiet and refusing to communicate. They saw somebody talking and talking and talking for 30 minutes and say, so you talk down. No problem. I don't have anything to say. Yeah, I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything to say. You say something. I don't have anything to say. Whatever thing you feel is right, just do it. I don't have anything. You have to learn how to talk. If you are married to somebody who likes story, you need to also have to learn how to write narrative essay. When they now tell you how was work, don't say fine. Explain. Do you understand? You have to explain. How was work? Pastor, are you learning? How was work? Ha. It's not easier. You know, it's still on Wolo Road. Explaining in detail and in detail and in detail and in detail. I break back, man. He said 200. I break another one. He says 250. I break another one. He says 300. I was not telling them, are you people going higher or coming down? And I now look for the first one. The first one said, you walked out of me. I will not, uh, till I now find somebody else. And we sat down, 150. Hallelujah. Amen. You just have to learn how to, don't say, fine. There are some people that you want to interview them. For people in communication, science, and whatever. You want to interview the person. And they make interview very, very difficult for you. Hello, sir. How is it to be a governor of uh, Aquaibum State? Fine. Uh, how do you see yourself to be the 21st century governor? Fine. What are the challenges you have as a doctor in this COVID-19 area? Nothing much. It's, it's general. Uh, well, God is taking care of us. So what advice do you have for the people in the... And so on and so on. Just do what is right and be fine. Okay, so, so, so learn how to communicate. Learn how to communicate, share stories, talk, and so on. One young man came to church one day. After service, he came to me and told me, sir, I love your preaching so much. He told me, you know how to communicate very well. I said, okay. He said, you know how to bring the Bible and bring real life stories and put them together. And put jokes in between. So when somebody is caught up, you just bring joke and bring the person back and keep putting it on. I said, wow. So it's nice to be able to learn how to communicate. Else, you will make your home very boring. You sit down like this, look at your wife, and your wife is sitting down, look at you, and they don't know what to say. say you talk your own now. You talk, and you don't know how to say. Amen. The prayer I have for you is that if you don't know how to talk much, may God give you a wife who can be able to talk much. All right. Lastly, avoid words like never. These are words that Bishop said we should avoid. And always, that is words that has to do with permanent negative. Like say, you are always late. When you are telling somebody you are always late, you are telling the person that even though the person changes that you are not going to see it. You are always late. You are never there when I need you. You never do anything right. When you say things like this, you are not correcting with love. You are passing judgments. Some example of things not to say. You like this. Some example of things not to say. You have to be fast. I have to be fast about it too. Sample of things that Bishop said we shouldn't say when your communication is I will slap you. I will divorce you. You swine. You are hopeless. Have you heard husbands say that to their wife? Somebody say that to their wife, are you, you are hopeless. You swine. Okay? Like, you are hopeless. Yes. Uh, 
I blame myself for marrying somebody like you. You can go to hell. Have you heard words like that before? Okay. Can go to hell. Are you wishing your husband to go to hell fire? You call yourself a man. Those are bad words. Call yourself a woman. I hate you. Those are bad words. Can't you be like Mr. X or Madam Y? You are ugly. You are a witch. I've heard such words before from people. This marriage will not last. I don't think we are meant for each other. I've heard a man call the wife public toilet. That's referring to the wife as a prostitute. The bishop said, prostitute, bitch, bastard. If you misbehave, I'll leave you. I don't love you anymore. Those words should be far away from us in Jesus' name. All right, bow your heads, let's pray. Father, we pray that you guide us. Help our future. Help our lives. Guide us to become good people. Good husbands. Good wives. Good future wives. Good future husbands. Good brothers. Good sisters. In Jesus' name.